Hello everyone, and welcome to Food Navigator Asia's monthly podcast, the FNA Food and Beverage Trailblazers. This is a series where we speak to and get to know more about groundbreaking food and beverage firms in the Asia-Pacific region, as well as the people behind them and their stories. I am Pearly, the editor of Food Navigator Asia, and as always, I am your host for this series. Joining me today is Le-An Min, R&D lead of Swiftland a cross-country food innovation team which has created a zero-calorie, zero-GI, probiotic and rich sugar alternative and has also recently gone through a very successful M&A. We'll talk about that a little bit more soon. Uh, But first of all, hello, Min. Welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Pearly. It's really great to have you here today. And I think the first thing I'd like to start off with is just to get more background from you on Swiftlet's sugar alternative product and how it works, you know, just for the benefit of listeners who might not be too familiar with it. Sugar has always been a key um, ingredient in everybody's daily diet, right? And mm. it's not until now that you start seeing the effects. We figured that this might be the time where uh, a solution is needed, especially that if you see in the market, there's a lot of, there's, you know, the areas of sugar replacement is not new, but all the options mm. available on the market has their lacking. It comes under the form of, you know, uh, has problem with taste, some are inconvenient to, to cook with, you know, some has issue with, uh, you know, measurement ratios, right? You know, things that the most familiar stevia, a couple mm. of hundred times sweeter than regular sugars, right? Make it very inconvenient for you to cook monk fruit taste completely mm. off, right? Um, it recrystallized after you cooked. Very, very inconvenient. So we thought to ourselves that what if we uh, bring all these problems together and propose a solution, like a one in four solution for sugar alternatives. That's why that's where Swiftlet came from, a combination, a blend of sugar sweeteners that ensure that there's no calories, zero GI, uh, mm-hmm. It's completely one-to-one exchange ratio, meaning if you traditionally use one table, tablespoon of, of sugar in your formulas, in your recipe, you can now use one spoon of Swiftlet natural sugar replacement. Uh, on top of that, our product is one of the first to be able to include prebiotics in the formulation. Uh, it's no longer a platform-restricted uh, uh, you know, product anymore. Um, you can use it in your drinks. You can use it in your daily cooking. Right, you can use it. We often tell ourselves that you know, um, your imagination is the limit. I think the last time we spoke, you also mentioned that Swiftlet, you know, was looking to enter new spaces like um, ready-to-eat products, you know, as well as entering new markets in Europe and in the Asia Pacific, of course. So, what is the latest on these fronts that you could update us about? We are venturing into the European markets with our first two markets being Portugal and Spain. Mm. Right, our product is expected to hit the shelf uh, via distribution partners. Got to be in uh, oct- late October, early November. So just before, hopefully we we hit the Christmas deadline, <laughs> just before yep. Christmas, so everybody get to enjoy it. Asia Pacific wise, we are trying to uh, bring the product to India. We already have um, um you know some traction in Philippines, but we also mm-hmm. want to venture into Singapore. In Thailand, so we hope to 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 cover um, the remaining portion of Asia Pacific in the near future as well. Uh, mm-hmm. In terms of uh, portfolio expansions, us mm-hmm. diabetes and obesity just a start. Mm-hmm. We do understand that there's numerous other health effects or health impacts that food brings around to you. Our R and D team has been extremely aggressive um, in the area of healthy snacks, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fortified snacks 
to be exact, right? To find ways in which we can introduce healthy ingredients, exotic ingredients from Southeast Asia, put them through an innovative uh, mode of deliveries, right? Uh, to the clients, right? Mm-hmm. So we have a couple of projects in lines for that in the area of snacks. We also very particularly interested in the area of energy provisions because we realize mm-hmm. that and by energy, I mean not just physical energy, but also mental energy, right? A lot of consumers experience a huge toll on their mental energy, on their mm-hmm. mental health after the pandemics. And we realize that this is a space where, um, you know, we need to tap upon, right? It's, it's mental health, it's forever be a very a, a prevalent issue. Right, mm-hmm. it's become more aware not just not just by the adult population, but also the younger emerging teenaged and young adults. Uh, I think that the earlier we can take care of that, you know, the better it is for the societies. And taking care of it by through the means of creating products that people can take it as a as a everyday daily habit. Uh, with the first product expected to hit the shelf by um, you know hopefully by this December. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, the starting market uh, within Asia Pacific. I also want to pick up on the point that you mentioned. You you are um, about to enter some of the markets in Europe, so such as like Portugal. So obviously, you are you are also already like in the Philippines right now, and I know you're also looking in, at, at some other markets like Vietnam as well. You are already there. So based on where on these markets that you are already in, have you sort of like noticed any differences between the markets in you know the east and the west essentially in terms of like just sugar consumption and their sugar replacement de- uh, demands in asia pacific um or particularly southeast asia we're still experiencing a a, a plus a b plus to an a uh, class of clients right so we really have to make the product really fall into the categories of premium products in order to accurately target the right audience we do have to make a lot of investment in marketing and education for, um, you know, to extend our client class here in Asia yep. Pacific. People are aware of the issues related to sugars, but they aren't aware of the solution that is available. On the other hand, um, for Europe, the questions or the topics of sugar replacement has, has been a concept that has been spoken about uh, for quite some time. Introducing this concept to the market, it was not a big issue for us. Matter of fact, we, we did hit some initial success being able to penetrate into some of the very channel at a much more significant scale, for example, mm. like supermarkets, mm. uh, which which is something of a challenge for us here in Asia Pacific, but it, it's yep. not a, a challenge for us in Europe. What are some of the main trends, uh, main market drivers that you are seeing that are helping to drive this rise of, you know, healthier, uh, lower sugar or sugar-free food and beverage options, you know? So this would also be helping to drive, of course, the market for sugar replacers, you know, such as Swiftlet, both, you know, within and outside of APEC. Along the line of obesity and diabetes and sugar-related health issues, mm. I uh, apart from, uh, you know, uh, sugar replacement in general, right? I yep. do see a lot of, um, you know, the trend in supplement brands, you know, bringing out products that are along mm-hmm. the line of sugar control and sugar balances, right? So a lot of vitamins and minerals are being utilized to help people control their, um, you know, insulin in, insulin sensitivity, mm-hmm. especially for type 2 diabetics, right? Um, so that is something that's going to be extremely helpful for us, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to have a complementary product to go along with our sugar replacement. I see, I've been seeing a lot of uh, sugar-free products being paired with, you know, prebiotics and probiotics. 
mm. these days, you know, probiotic and prebiotics are so king, especially there's been some study that mentioned about the, the fact that, you know, probiotics and prebiotics actually have an effect in, you know, regulating the sugars in your bo- into your mm. body. Apart from that, um, there has been, you know, I, I shared with you earlier about the topic of energy and especially yep. mental energy. Sugar is something that I feel like it's going to be a, a huge, it's going to be a huge hit by this mm-hmm. wave of mental products, knowing that, you know, um, sugar related to energy, right? Mm-hmm. And it's actually one of the main um, ingredients used by all the big brands in the yep. energy world. And it's it's one of the things that there's been a lot of studies about how sugar are linked to um, anxiety, right? Anxiety issues, sleep, uh, um, you know, problems. With the wave of rising, um, you know, uh, products that take, that are taking care of your mental health and your physical health, uh, without risking any of those uh, issues with the on with the current product like you know caffeine crash, sugar overdose, sugar replacement product, going to be um, you know a huge going to have a great applicators. I'm also wondering, you know, from here, what are your plans for Swiftlet moving forward? I know you've just gone through this uh, major M&A with Cenex. So mm-hmm. I guess if you could give us a little bit, a little bit of a brief on the download of what has been happening, you know, what is the latest, you know, and where you are looking to go from here with Swiftlet, of course. Aggressive growth, right? We hit a bit of a stagnance over, uh, um, you know, mid of 2021 because of the M&A was going on. Mm. Right. And when the MMB finally concludes, there is a bit of a reorganization that we need to take care of. Yep. But now that is all over, I think that one of the key focus for me is the continuous expansion of the portfolios. There's so many areas of food related health issues that we have yet mm-hmm. to tap upon. Mm-hmm. So having our foot into some of the key segments for food uh, related health issue is one of my goals at this moment. Right. Mm-hmm. I want to be by the end of this year, have at least one to two product that are delivering the right solution for each of these health needs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and to be frank, from a strategic standpoint, we want to fit everything under the category of, uh, under the brand of Sublet, mm-hmm. right? Um, but at the same time, we are keeping it open so that we do not lose the focus of the brand, right? I do not want to have products that are not necessarily have any links to the motto mm-hmm. and, um, you know, uh, to, the, uh, to the mission of the brand under it. Continuous growth in terms of the portfolio is, is my top priority. Mm-hmm. Uh, the second goal is to uh, increase uh, market coverage. I currently based in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Product was first launched in Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it would be a shame for me to say that, you know, um, the found, uh, as one of the co-founders, but uh, we do not have a good coverage in the nation that I currently, um, you know, stable, uh, you know, stationed mm-hmm. in, right? So. Good coverage of the existing, um, you know, uh, countries where Senex has represented uh, representative. Yep. Uh, continue our uh, our mission to expand in EU. Portugal and Spain are not going to be, um, you know, our stopping point. We want to go beyond that. All right. Now we have talked a fair bit about Swiftlet, about the industry, um, but now I'd like to find out a little bit more about your own entrepreneurial journeys. I do understand your background has mostly been in research and regulatory, you know, even in networking, if I'm not wrong. So how did you find yourself, you know, here as a food entrepreneur? How do you make that change? So although I started from a background researched, um, mm-hmm. I constantly surrounded myself uh, with people of an entrepreneur mindset. Right. If I if I know that I want, well, that's where I want to end up in. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, 
find myself a mentor. Uh, that is a key thing for my to my uh, you know current stage right now, right? Knowing um, the right person who can mentor you, who can inspire you, right? Um, mm-hmm. Of course, you. It's really important for me. I feel like to do all of this while keeping my roots, right? It's it's it. I don't think it's um, sustainable to have a have a start from one area and then completely venture into an area and forget where you started from, mm. right? So mm-hmm. whatever I do, I try to go back to um, my, my core at the end of the day as a researcher, mm. to see if my new learnings apply to uh, what, I have been, uh, what, I, what I have been trained in, how can mm-hmm. I make that as a, how can I make my new learning as part of the advantage of my yep. true nature as a scientist? For me, it's never about the questions of, um, of, of um, you know, money, Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So about how do I make my research uh, valuable to other people? Mm. In terms of entering the food industry itself, uh, mm. based from um, based on your, of course, your research skill sets and everything, what have you found to be the biggest challenge in terms of breaking into food industry? I must say that people who from the scientific background share the same uh, concerns with me is that we don't know much about the business world. Mm. <laughs> mm. Right. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For you to get a head start, you know, having a partner truly have who knows about business, right? Who knows who know who are good with the numbers, and um, a mentor with good strategic mindset uh, yep. really helps you to to set a very solid foundation for you to grow, mm-hmm. right? And for mm-hmm. you to get a footprint in the industry, um, networking helps, right? Um, mm-hmm. That's why it's, I put an emphasis on the point of being surrounded by people who you never know where the network, a valuable network, yep. come from, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So uh, I think that's the key. What have you felt are the biggest differences in terms of how um, between your previous career path? So of course that's research and so on. And then you moved into like pure entrepreneurship in a sense that like with a food sort of, uh, of course with Swiftlet. And then now you're moving into this sort of like after the M&A, so now you're moving sort of like into a big company again. So how, what, what have you been feeling in terms of like, you know, the ups and downs, the backs and forths of that? I wouldn't call it an up and down, but it's a it's a it's a constant growing. But I think I think the biggest change for me is the it's the way I I um I handle issue. I, I solve mm. problem. I problem solving. Back in the day, it's always um you know me as a as a lone ranger, right? Figuring mm. out how to deal with it myself. Um, moving into the entrepreneurship phase, you know, uh, you have to start learning about teamwork, mm. right? Uh, it's no longer just your issue anymore, but it's everyone's issues. Mm-hmm. And moving into and you know upgrading from that into a, a corporate uh, mm-hmm. life, mm-hmm. it's 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 really the 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 question of responsibility and people management, right? You don't just solve mm-hmm. an issue, but you solve an issue so that um, you everybody every stakeholders are satisfied with the solutions, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so a lot of people management, right? Yep. A lot of uh, teamwork. Mm-hmm. Right, uh, a lot of learning to communicate in a proper way that you know um, cross uh, departmental communication is crucial at this yep. stage, and constantly mm-hmm. having to demonstrate a, 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 the leaderships, it's it's sometimes could be a challenge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, I, I can mean, tell what you're saying is that the stakes are getting higher and higher, yes. They are getting higher, yeah. And uh, <laughs> a lot of people working for me are older than me, so... Oh, <laughs> understand. So have to have to really live up to the expectation, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. Okay, so on that note, also wondering, is there anything that you wish you had known when you were starting out, you know, on this whole journey and making this whole change from, you know, doing just being in a lab and doing just research and moving into all this into this mm. big area, you know, anything you might have changed if you had known any of these things in the beginning? I would have done it faster, I would say. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I have tried, I would have tried to fast track it to get to where I am today because, you know, just being able to be in an environment where you have all the supporting, you know, uh, pillars mm. it definitely, definitely helps and makes your life easier, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to keep a fire in the fire in you, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, having people who took the weight, takes the weight off your shoulders and you can focus on your true passions mm-hmm. um, at this stage, which I'm allowed to do, which is going back to my core passion of R&D. Do you have any advice for those who are looking to make a big change, you know, or go into food entrepreneurship uh, like you have, or those who are already entrepreneurs, but considering, you know, get do it, um, going through with an M&A. So any mm-hmm. advice for these people? I know that I said I, I would have done it earlier in the previous mm-hmm. questions, but mm-hmm. you know, proceed with caution. Right? <laughs> Everything mm-hmm. you do, make sure that your decision is, you know, backed by second, third opinions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially coming from a, a entrepreneurship background, people like things to move fast, right? Yep. Fast, quick decisions. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see big numbers, you know, um, you get butterflies in your Starbucks, right? But mm-hmm. approach everything with cautions, making sure that you know what you are uh, up against, mm-hmm. right? And just, you know, because, you know, business world, it's a, it's a battlefield. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so make sure that exactly you are heading into the bright futures and the partners that you are partnering with are mm-hmm. aligned with you and willing mm-hmm. to do the long way. It's not just about the funding, yep. right? Um, it's a full package that you are after. Thank you so much for joining me today, Min. It was so good to have you on the podcast today. Always, always, always good to talk to you, Pearly. Thank you so much. And thank you also, everyone, for listening to this podcast as well. And I wish everyone a great day ahead. For Food Navigator Asia, this is Pearly signing off.